It's a simple one-to-one mixture. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> couldn't handle getting that accurate. I told you, you just boiled them both at exactly the same time. I did, but like the gear it's about bigger, so it came out more fierce. No, you did. You pulled them one after the other. I watched. Because it's concentrating on one and I fuck up the other one. <laughs> it's early. Are you ready? I'm recording. Mm. I'm waiting on you. Okay, cool. Sure. Did you see um, Tony Hawk is making tactics with Hot Wheels now? Okay. They come with shoes for your fingers. I see. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> it's just a thing that happened this morning. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. I, I remember how, I was, how we were going to preamble into this episode. I had a question for you. Okay. Given what we learned yesterday, as far as, like, people who have killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Okay. On that TikTok video, you remember? Mm-hmm. Given what you know now, what is the worst show still? Is it Batwoman or is it Gotham? Batwoman. I still think it might. I think Gotham still might take it. Nah, because, like, they're just stupid. They, they are- never tried to not be. They had a character named Fish Mooney. They had a poison ivy and forgot and cast a different poison ivy. <laughs> they had multiple Pamela Isleys kicking around because they just, like, forgot. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it yesterday because of the Matches Malone thing. I was like, I wonder which of these is worse. Batman didn't kill Batman's parents. <laughs> sure he did. No. Bruce Wayne went back in time. And he's, after having a bad day as Batman, and he goes to his parents, he goes, you you caused all this by you dying, so I'm going to have my revenge. How come no one spoke about that? I don't know. I don't know how you like fight. How, how, how do you stumble upon the name and not know who that is? How is that, like, how we found out about that? Yeah. Someone else watched it, I guess. Okay. So... Ladies and future boys, welcome to. Okay, I'll finish stretching. Welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast recorded in Coriana and paid for by the DEO. My name is uh, Toby DePaula. I'm your host. I thought you forgot your name for a second then. No, I was looking down to see where my things actually start. Because this is a part three of a ongoing saga where we try to comprehend and conquer. CW's Batwoman Season 1. And I am joined by Producer Pat. I am present. Have you been enjoying Batwoman's over? I am present. Okay. I did show you a clip for later in this episode, so you'll have to sit on that information for a minute. Remember? It'll be difficult, but I'll I'll do it. Do you remember the part I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so See, the only part about Batwoman you keep talking about. It's the only part I was going to say worth talking about, but it's all worth talking about. 
but in like the same way the Hindenburg accident is. Not for good reasons. I don't hear many people talking about the Hindenburg, so okay. Yeah. Okay, so do you remember where we were up to? Batwoman was sucking. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll just refer to my previous notes. The last sentence is the Jackie Chan Adventures was a good cartoon. It's like, oh god. I mean... Um, we weren't that, um... Oh, we just lost alternate reality Beth. Mm. Remember? The good Beth. Yeah, she got sniped by the dude. Yeah. Okay, so that's where we're up to. Okay. Uh, uh, if you're listening to this, maybe refer back to part one or two. Nah, <laughs> just slide into a part three's DMs. Just wander on it. Yep. Okay, so at this point, when we were watching, I was getting close to 500 minutes of the show. And the remote uh, for the DVD player, its batteries died and I could relate to them. Because mm. I was feeling like death watching this. But luckily I got a little second wind because the episode starts off with, you know, Villain of the Week attitude. Uh, first appearing in Detective Comics 529, created by Moon Knight's creator Doug Moach and the Falcon. His co-creator, Gene Colan, uh, is Nocturnal. Mm. Remember her? Yeah. Alright, I mostly remember her trying to get custody of Jason Todd, but she was a thief trying to afford medical treatment for her condition after being exposed to stellar light radiation. Nice. Or, yeah, something to that effect. I, uh, something, I don't know, she, she must have crawled in a telescope and got sick, I don't know. At any rate, in a, t- <laughs> in a TV episode revolving around Batwoman and Nocturnal, okay, i got to complain about something real quick. This show don't have enough white people in it. And I'm not talking... I'm not... I don't mean... I'm not talking like Little Mermaid people right now. They need to stop caucasian in my comic characters. Mm. Batwoman should be just, like, white. Like, cutlery, porcelain, a tooth. She should be that kind of white. Nocturna is the same. To see them two facing off and not being completely alabaster white is kind of is weird. Do you know what I mean? They, they need to remove their spray tan. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples. Like, the, it'd be weird if... It'd be weird if, like, a Joker that fell into the vat of acid, like one of those versions, just came out, like, relatively normal. Hmm. I don't know, there's a lot of weird skin colours in comics. I mean, She-Hulk. Like, it's weird that they don't commit to them all the time. Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. I, I can pick up what you put them down, yeah, but, like... It just, just like, the two, you know, whitest women in Gotham City are just, like, normal white in here. And I was like, it's weird that they're doing it twice now. Hmm. So, Nocturna isn't a bleach queen here, or affected by light like starlight in a vacuum or whatever um she can't go in sunlight and her kidneys don't work right so she needs to manually put clean blood in her system um batwoman rocks up and they have a fight um always as always the fights are nice in the show so i enjoy them in the moment uh, nocturna gets pinned but bites batwoman right on the mouth and she passes out so <laughs> it's a shame she didn't have any fake lips on her huh? that's right calling back to the Chris O'Donnell Robin. Yeah, boy. 
as you do. Um, yeah, so this version of Nocturna has fangs that inject ketamine into the victims to knock them out. If it works. Batwoman is left to be found by Crow while Nocturna escapes, and Sophie is the only person to go in the building because Gotham only has like a dozen civilians in it. Hence why I picked Mouse's dad in the last episode. While this Nocturna is hunting prey in different nightclubs, Kate and Luke open up their bar early to set a trap for her. While that's going on, I will rifle off some bullshit going on in this episode too. Okay. Alright, so you got Alice. She was handcuffed to a bed in the clinic. Do you remember that when she was dying? Yep. Um, so I don't know why she's on the loose now. She just left. Despite being, you know, trapped. Um, it's only a handcuff. I've proven you can get out of those multiple times. Slack. Um, I'm still on the loose. Yeah. So Crow thinks she's dead because they have the other Beth's body. And because of... I mean, in most other universes, that's enough. But for some reason, Jacob gets let out of prison. Because she's dead now. And the one guy who was going to testify that his, like, the face theory was true, like, left to murder someone. So I don't know how he just got let out. I don't understand the judicial system. Well, they just cut to him back in the office again, and they were like, oh, he didn't feel like writing this part. It's Gotham. So he sends Sophie to that club opening of his, you know, of Kate's one, to to find this uh, Gotham vampire. Um... It's weird because, like, it's the the opening party is kind of fetishy, you know. At, at this gay bar, it's a little everyone's very shiny and dark. But then they play "Don't Start Now" by Dua Lipa, which yeah. made me laugh because that means Resident Evil wasn't the first shitty TV adaptation to use that song. Um, a suspect starts flirting with Sophie, so Kate is told by Luke to go and keep Sophie from getting date raped and having all her blood stolen. No, that's nice of him. Hmm. But Kate doesn't really want to come off as a jealous ex. You know, by breaking up these two at this bar. Right. And I start, and I question her fucking priorities in this situation. Because she's like, I don't want to get embarrassed. It's like, your friend might die. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but I don't want to be, seem like clingy or anything. <laughs> Poor Luke. Having a baby He's just trying so hard. He's just got the... Oh. At this stage, I'd just be like, okay. He's just been dealt the worst cards. Home, I'm going to have a bath. I can't believe how far into the show he waits to become Batwing. Because mm. at some point, aren't you just like, you know what, I'll just do it myself, okay? Just fuck off. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle it. See, twist For ending. For God's sake. Twist ending. Mm. He's the one that got rid of Kate at the end of season one. Yeah. He's like fucking anyone else. Yeah. Anybody at all. Yeah, I will literally take a random homeless woman over this bitch. Um, so, yeah, it's a false alarm. It's not really Nocturna who's hitting on Sophie. It's just some other lady. Um, Alice is outside on the surveillance camera and still sulking that Kate chose the decent, like, human version of herself over her annoying ass. Um, but she's mostly there to ask where Mouse was, assuming Kate, like, took him. Um, I mean, she's been known to hang random men up and wait till they die yeah. of self-poison. Yeah, but she, she gets all self obsessed with me conversation so, so Kate just kind of leaves her there and um Nocturna gets her oh cool nice nice way to end things okay yep so uh while Alice is being drained um she tells uh Nocturna about Mary and her dumb cure or poison blood mm. it's like maybe it'll fix whatever's wrong with your kidneys I don't know because she had the tea kidneys, she yeah. had the tea months ago 
Mm-hmm. Months and months ago. Yeah. So Nocturna, like, like ditches mid-blood uh, draining to go do that. Uh, Batwoman comes to save Alice, and they talk a little. And I remember when Kate promised to her father that Alice... Uh, the father that Alice stabbed and then framed for murder. That they would stop at nothing to put an end to her once and for all. You remember that part? Mm. Right. So, so far we've gone back on that twice. Yeah, yeah, I guess she forgot where her where her dad's been in the last few months uh, in prison. So they confoundingly team up to go fight Nocturna. Who'd she just set on her sister? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice saves Mary and Batwoman beats up Nocturna in a cool bell tower scene. That part was cool. Um, yeah, fuck, fucking dumb moments led us there, but it was cool to see that bit. It reminded me of um, 89 Batman. Remember right at the end, because I was in a bell tower as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what other details from this episode do I need to list? Okay, we got um, Kate visits Alice after realising Nocturna was told about Mary's blood by her. So she rocks up to her hideout, says Alice sucks and they're enemies now, and leaves. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Alice works out the stuff about Mouse's dad. Uh, Mary worked out that Kate and Batwoman had been on the special K that same night, so... They must be the same person. Because they both both characters have been ketamine, remember? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the connection. And finally, Jacob is repeating the cycle. Um, we see some snitchy doofus report that that um, Sophie has been sort of buddy-buddy with Batwoman. So she gets suspended for it. Um, I mean, you were in prison. What were we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And she has to essentially choose between Kate and her future once again. But her and Batwoman kiss at the end of the episode. Um, so, he w- <laughs> at this point, my notes were piling up drastically, hence the three parts. I'm talking about Villains of the Week because they're the part I enjoy, but at the same time having to list all that typical CW drama stuff because I know it will be important as the show nears its fucking conclusion. Or at least hope so. But there isn't a conclusion here. There's still like a DVD and a half to go at this point, and I'm getting really depressed, bogged down in it. I'm seeing people complain that She-Hulk is twerking and being so fucking jealous that that's their only problem. <laughs> like, at least She-Hulk is being fun, and that's still like character correct. I haven't seen a real Kate Kane in like forever. <laughs> mm. Okay, but I'd committed to this podcast topic, so I dragged myself back to the couch and started the next episode. And it, and I get a single word in. Duella. Mm. Our favourite of deaths. This was when I realised something. CW Batwoman is not a TV series. It's a crucible. It was something to survive and to conquer. I could pack up and give up, or I could fight on. When Bruce had his back broken in Nightfall, he had given up. He left the role to someone else to go on without him. He created a monster that he must now tame. As do I. Ladies and gentlemen, please send your condolences. Bruce clawed his way back up and fought on because he was Batman. And sure, I could give up now. Let some other fucking podcast provide listeners with summaries of comic-based topics to give them extra knowledge without having to see and experience everything out there. But I won't. This is my podcast and it's my Gotham. And this School for Wayward Nerds, I am a toast. Okay? (laughs) This is how I'm doing. Thoughts? You're not doing okay. No, but I've motivated myself because she said duella and I fucking freaked out. 
Yeah. See, I was broken by the name Duella because, as I'm sure, if this isn't your first time on our podcast, you know how we feel about Joker's daughter. M. Nascenti and George Giante's uh, one-shot during Villains Month was probably the worst moment of the New 52. That's, that's some big pants. It went into a secret underground city under Gotham. It implied that putting a cat in a plastic bag will stop it from drowning. And most damningly, its moral at the end of the issue was that self-harm is the best way to be cool there could ever be. I'm not commenting on it. I'm just telling you the facts. Anacenti's a really bad writer. Her Catwoman and Katana runs honestly make me keen to watch more Batwoman. So let's jump back into that. Okay. Okay. So Duella Dent's story arc, as this week's villain, is that her mother and a surgeon gave her plastic surgery to be pretty without her consent. And she gives herself sort of half a Chelsea grin and then escapes her house. Intend... Uh, intent, sorry, on ruining the faces of social media influencers. I expected it to be about how harmful that stuff is for young women's minds or something, but it ends up being just sort of a busted version of Calendar Woman from the Batman animated series, which is a good episode. Okay. I recommend that one, not this one. Um, but no, she's, ex- she's specifically going after people who got plastic surgery from Dr. Campbell, who we know is uh, Mouse's dad's fake identity. So, yeah, I thought it was going to have, like, a moral about, like, the image of self-beauty and all that sort of stuff. How stupid you are to think that there is, like... No, she just coincidentally knew all the people this guy had done surgery on and was beating them up facially. It doesn't matter. The reasons were probably given, but whatever. I, I also don't think you should body shame people who actually want plastic surgery either. Like, I have piercings and tattoos, and, you know, I prefer myself with them. I look really weird when my piercings are out. Well, like, I, so I have... So if you need to razzle-dazzle yourself up, I power to you. But that's the same thing. Like, I have facial scars, and for a long time people talk about, like, fixing those up. And I was like, yeah, but I've had them now since I was three. Mm. Like... We'll just keep them. Yeah. If you want a new nose or whatever, if that if that's what genuinely makes you happier, or then if you need fucking those go for it. things too. I think these are all just like Instagram people on the episode, but yeah, if you genuinely need a facial reconstruction for some horrible accident, yeah, sure well, you can have that. I'm fine e- with that. Everyone's being really mean to Zac Efron at the moment. How come? Because he had to get facial plastic surgery okay. and it doesn't look as you know, typically handsome as he did. And he's like, I smashed my face open on a fountain and (laughs) broke multiple parts of my jaw. I didn't choose to do this. Mm. I chose to be alive. Fair enough. So... And that's on not running around your house in socks. Don't have a water fountain in your house. I don't know, I'm just telling you what I heard. Big-ass cool house. I'm sitting here with a broken fan. (laughs) It's so not broken, it's, it's just not sure of itself. So it needs a confidence boost. So while the villain of the month stuff is unfolding, we've got all the, you know, the CW drama stuff. The best bit. The part we have to have every time. So, Kate and Sophie are happy because they're together. But don't worry, they'll break up again by the end of the episode, so it doesn't fucking matter. Sophie's mum is a great candidate, sorry Kai, for cunt of 2019. Um... And that was the year with um, Walking Phoenix's Joker, 
And that Charlie's Angels reboot. I forgot that happened. We've all forgot. I'd quickly checked other things that were crap in 2019. So she essentially, like, Sophie comes out to her. Mm-hmm. Tells her she's gay. Because remember, she didn't want to tell her mum. And she essentially says, it's bad enough that you are black and born poor. Now you have to be gay as well. I don't think... Hmm. This episode's really, like... It's weird for a black Catholic woman to, like, race shame her own daughter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she leaves. She says, that's disgusting and I can't forgive you. Goodbye. So off she goes. Hence the candidate thing. (laughs) I didn't watch the 2019 awards, so I don't know. So Jacob is starting to investigate the guy who maybe killed Lucius Fox because he saved him in prison after he got shivved. Um, he starts to see maybe Crow is um, not as straight and narrow as he'd thought. I mean, he's supposed to be the head of it, and he doesn't actually do anything, so... Yeah, but maybe there's, like, nefarious, selfish things going on in there, too. Well, that's what happens when you don't check security footage. <laughs> yeah, when you absolutely do nothing and just overlook every single thing. So Mary's starting to hint that she wants to help that woman now, which is, you know, you know, it's a very flame bird of her, so that's cute. Uh, and we got the obligatory Alice stuff. She doesn't like her obituary. Remember, she's quote-unquote dead. Or or the... I fucking... Here's the thing, listeners. Every time I write mouse, I fuck it up and write moose, like, every time. <laughs> and, I ca- and I didn't fix it every time in my notes, so sometimes there's just a moose in here. <laughs> Such a cute moose. Yeah. So, so Mouse's dad, um, she doesn't like him. She kidnaps a therapist to ask about her situation, only to stubbornly dismiss everything he says and send him away to presumably be killed. Why'd you fucking get him, then, if you're just going to argue with every goddamn thing he says? Because maybe he would agree with her. Why do I feel weird about confronting my kidnapper and he says, well, it was a traumatic event, of course you're afraid, like, that sort of event stunts your... your you're developing growth and she's like fuck you you're right get out it's like why'd you ask him that i mean i feel like that's how you would go about therapy so um how does she end up getting a hold of uh mr august old papa moose papa mouse i guess um so kate and sophie Save an influencer from being dropped into the dip from Roger Rabbit and captured Duella. They leave her there unsupervised, and because Alice is just fucking showing up on every set in this show, she um she comes into this one as well and chats with Duella. Later, Duella shows up at fake doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Campbell. But it turns out it's Alice, and she's wearing Duella's face, and she took it off. She, she peeled off that face, off her own face, without a drop of blood somehow getting on it. And Duella is found looking like Jane Doe. And as I write this, I begin to worry they might use her later as an actual Jane Doe. And that will suck. Hmm. I don't want that character's origin to be that other character. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. Duella Dent's like a 7 out of 10 character. Duella Dent's like a 2. I don't even. I don't want them combined. Duella Dent is a 7 out of 10. And Duella Dent is a 2 out of 10? No, no. The good... The Jane Doe is the good one. Okay. Just double checking that you... English. I'm fine, alright. Um, and the ending of the episode shows us uh, Papa Mouse has uh, been pumping his son with fear toxin. Remember 5,638 words in my script ago when I said um, I assumed he was going to be Scarecrow? Well, fucking may as well, huh? Mm. Um, luckily, they fix 
uh, my fears about fears in the next episode, which begins with some flashbacks. It shows things that have already been said, so it's not really worth mentioning. More flashbacks to come, though. Uh, the present day stuff begins with Batwoman fighting a rapist before going to the bat symbol, uh, the bat signal, um, to find uh, the, the dad who's been tied up and left near the signal by Alice and she's flicked on the light again. Don't know where the bat signal is, but it has no security. <laughs> People just meander up to that thing all the time. <laughs> How else are you going to get your Instagram photos? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. His name is August. I wrote that down here because I didn't write it down at any point before this. Um, I liked her fighting that goon, the the rape dude, but I will say Batman are too bulletproof these days. Mm. Which is ironic because that's like the main plot point of this is how do you shoot Batwoman? This whole season's about trying to do that. Yeah. But yeah, between this and the Batman, I'm like, just get shot. Just, Just a little. I don't know. It's, 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 it, it's my whole don't be a perfect Batman because then you're not Batman kind of rule. We'll get more onto why if you want a character like that you may as well go Kryptonian later in a way that will shock you. Stay tuned. Alright, so um, without explaining it Kate has August in her bar and now Jacob's there to interrogate him. Okay. She, she gets Jacob come over and he's like why would you want? And she's like I'm not going to explain how this happened but I have... The, the guy who kidnapped uh, Beth in over there tied up and we can beat him up if you like. And he says, boy, you sure are a babble. <laughs> so, before they got to him, obviously Alice had asked him some stuff before dropping him off, so she knows where to go and she uh, went to go save Mouse. Okay. From the fear toxin in the basement. Probably not a great idea. She'd probably take more people. Now, he's in a fear state. So he pushes Alice down and puts the mask on her and runs away. One of her visions was so poorly was poorly written though, and I noticed it in the episode. I was like, "Well, this is going to be a this is going to be a hallucination anyway," because Alice calls like Jacob and Batwoman show up to save her, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure it's written to be a, like a red herring, and you're supposed to be like, "Oh, good, she's going to be freed, and maybe they'll get along." But um, she calls Batwoman Kate in front of Jacob and no one reacts to that. And I was like, well, this is just fake then. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, it was. Although at this point I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if they just flubbed how the script works and it didn't matter. But yeah, so that, that one was picked out pretty quickly. Um, she has some fear gas and between her and the interrogation flashbacks with August, we learn about August's mother. And she's mean, Kaya. She'll pour hot tea on your hands and cut your hair. So much worse than the face-stealing, hostage-taking guy. Doing a jerk-off motion to the microphone, listeners, because, like, fuck off. Yeah, right. Everyone's like, oh, she's the... uh, The Queen of Hearts? Is that the one from Alice in Wonderland? They're like, oh, that's her. She's the worst. It's like, dipshit. (laughs) Well, she does all of the shitty stuff because someone ate her gem tarts. No, she has a sip of the tea uh, Beth made for her, and it's too cold. Too hot, sorry, so she pours it on Alice's hands, and she goes, ah, it's hot. And then her hair's too long, so she cuts it. That's why Alice has, like, the bob haircut now. But But those are the crimes she committed against everyone? Wow, fuck me, huh? But, but again, the Queen of Hearts chops off everyone's heads because they ate her tart. I'm just saying, the guy who steals children 
And Faces is probably a worse guy. He also killed and a cat earlier. I didn't say that he was. He should have put it in a plastic bag. Would have been fine. Plastic bags make a cat invincible. Don't do it, but <laughs> just so we're clear. Um. Alright, so, um, at any rate, she has an old person face because she's an old person lady, and she wants a new face. And the scary twist is that August has been keeping Kate and Beth's mother's head in a fridge this whole time to chuck on his mother. This revelation causes Kate to strangle him to death. So now Kate's a murderer. And in the flashbacks we see, um, Alice kill the Queen of Hearts by taking her oxygen tank. Again, I want you to visualise what's taking place. So she's got one of those oxygen, like... There's breathing. Right. So Alice takes it, just um, just bangs off the top of it, like all the all the bit at the top, slaps it off, and lights a fire, and it just flame throws the mother. I don't think that oxygen is like. It's pressurized oxygen. It's very combustible. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's very combustible. Okay. It would blow her up. It fucking would, the whole tank would have gone off, and she'd be shrapnel. Her entire body would be shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just, it just works like a, a, a bottle of Lynx, because that's the same amount of pressure and compressed air as a fucking... <laughs> this fucking show, man. Science! Oh, uh, science, who knew? Um, so yeah, she saw the head in the fridge too, and we're supposed to like take pity on Alice for seeing that, but I just don't care for it because, you know... How do At this we- stage, that's probably not the worst thing she's seen. How do- no, fuck that. How do you expect me to pity a character that has a higher body count than Ivan Milat, the Zodiac Killer, or BTK? Yeah. I don't give a fuck if her, ooh, her childhood was bad. It's like, she has, like, ruined so many lives. Including fucking mine the last month and a half. Hmm. <laughs> Best part was probably still Luke and Mary Scooby-Dooing around solving stuff because Kate won't fucking do it. Um, She's busy killing people. I like them being heroical. Kate continues to just suck. Yeah, she murdered someone. Uh, the next episode... No, 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 no. This is just somebody. She's previously murdered Batman. Don't worry, because she feels a lot of guilt about this one. This dead air is us staring at each other, waiting for her to say, that's stupid, and me to say, I agree. How do you feel about that? She killed Batman, but then killed, like, a murdering psychopath and was like, oh, what have I done? I'm such a bitch. It's like, you're a bitch before. I don't feel like it needs comment. Okay, cool. So, yeah, the next episode continues the Bad Kate bandwagon. As her father buries August while her and Alice watch, not helping, Alice says something bitchy and Jacob says, knock it off or your hands go back in the cuffs. And I respond with, what? Why is she uncuffed? I thought we were going to say coffee, and then we were like, wow, we're really... No, she's... Full circle. The, the two twin sisters are there bickering like they are in their early 30s, and he's like, listen, I'm going to turn this car around attitude. I'm like, that's a murderer. Why'd you take her handcuffs off? He was... They, technically, they're both murderers. Hmm. They should both be in handcuffs. He was stupid to do so because she pickpocketed his gun and then left to look for mouse. As you do. So after some time with Kate feeling bad about it, Alice comes back to her for help in finding Mouse. Kate says, who, that guy that framed their dad and killed their stepmom? And Alice points out, both of those things were done at my request. That's not his fault. (laughs) I appreciate her making my point for me there. Together they track Mouse only to watch him get sent to Arkham. Because, you know, he's tripping on the fear toxin. He's just kind of roaming around shouting at nurses and stuff. 
So they got to do a jailbreak to get him out of Arkham, Kyle. <laughs> Together they track Mouse... Uh, sorry. Kate is now joining Alice in freeing Mouse from the Arkham Asylum basement. They specifically call it a basement. I don't know why they picked a set with fucking windows, you goddamn idiots. So, when they get... <laughs> windows to the outside, not a basement. That's on ground level. When they get to him, you know what Kate does? Like... They both open the door because there's a key on each side. That's why Kate needed her help. Kate, Alice, that's why Alice needed Kate's help to open the, the door to get to Mouse. She goes in there and is like, hey, buddy, are you okay? And Kate shuts the door <laughs> with her inside. Um, it's just... She's a traitorous bitch for doing it the way she did. You could have done anything about Alice up until this point and you're like, I'm going to commit a bunch of crimes, break into a mental asylum, pummel the fuck out of the guards, stab one of them, but you're the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you waited long enough to be, like, a scumbag to, before you did anything productive. What's, it's what's very on brand. If, if you don't die here, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you continue to fuck up constantly, you're as good as the villain. <laughs> So yeah, locks Alice in there, traitorous bitch. Uh, yeah, she got the bad guy, but in a way that makes her the asshole, and not dozens upon dozens of times before this when she had plenty of opportunities to do so. Meanwhile, Luke is off to see a guy we assumed... The, the guy who may have killed the father, because he got released, because he didn't do it. Hmm. Um, this wasn't random, of course. Uh, slow build-up stuff with a lot of um, evidence and whatever. Like, I, I didn't write all of it down because this is long enough already. But, like, you remember the executioner guy? Like, it, it came from, like, that. Like, some of the shady people he killed framed this other guy for convenience. Um, so, that stuff was part of it. Uh, Mary... I mean, with Lucius Fox out of the way, Wayne Enterprises is just, like, a walk in the park. Hmm. So, Mary showed up at the court to be supportive, and that was nice of her. Uh, later Luke goes to confront this dude and I gotta say like his acting here is probably the best in the show um, it's really good uh, the guy gets a sniper dot on him and he is promptly assassinated mm. that guy got killed before he could you know say anything about what really went on in that uh, in that 7-Eleven that day um, everyone involved in the case of Lucius Fox's death and have slowly and progressively been targeted including the captain of the crow you know, Jacob. Um, so he ducks... <laughs> I love this bit. This made me laugh. So he's walking along, sees the sniper dot, ducks out of the way. You know, he, he dodges the shot. Um, he gets out his little pistol, fires four shots. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, I saw this bit. And, like, they're, like, shot at the guy in the throat and stuff. Like, it look Depends on what TV you're looking at. Because I, I was like, are you fucking serious? Because I do a little bit of research. But it, on my TV, it looks like there's, like, two shots, like, around... Yeah, like, he punched this man, the sniper, and he runs over there and questions him. <laughs> it's a dead man. <laughs> Who's Angel? Yeah. Do you remember when fucking in Robocop 2, when he starts, like, arresting that man who'd been shot directly through the head and is just a corpse? <laughs> yeah, he, he did that. So, before I jump into the next disc, I would like to say, that the special features are fucking weak, and I miss physical releases that had, like, real time and effort put into them. You know what I mean? Like, it's labelled... It, when you open up... Wait. When you open up the DVD case... 
Every episode, every disc has five episodes, but four. Uh, the fifth disc has four and special features. You know, to make up for the for the lack on that disc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you put it. You check the special features because you're curious, and it's just a highlight reel for DC TV at the San Diego Comic Con 2019, and that's it. I'm like, this is it. Funnily enough, I know why that happens. Why is that? Because um, why make it if it's all going to be on streaming anyway? So, I, I only learnt this morning. Mm-hmm. SCOTUS got rid of antitrust laws. What? Hollywood is allowed to monopolise and do whatever the fuck they want because they removed the laws from the 40s that stopped them doing that. Mm, great. That's why they can do whatever they want with streaming or anything like that. There's no antitrust laws anymore. Amazing. They should put some of those back in. <laughs> And it happened in 2019. That's when the law got overturned. That's why everything from then to now is shit. Hmm. Like, I know, I know that's all just going to be a streaming anyway, so why, like, invest your time and money, but, like, remember DVD menus? Remember the second... Remember the disc that came with your DVD that was just other shit? Scooby-Doo. One. Yeah. But, oh man! And now, like all my DVDs, because they're mostly Warner Brothers ones, they're just a, like a promotional image of the thing, and the same default banner with three circles, play chapters, setup. They don't not often even have special features anymore, and it's the same on all of them. It's so depressing. It's because they don't have to. Oh, fuck them. So after that, I actually continued the show, and we got. An admittedly good combination of weekly villain and overarching story plotline. The ratio is one of the better ones of the season, okay? So we have a villain called the Detonator, who has returned from years ago to take a hostage, strap a bomb to them, and they can push a button to disarm their bomb, but it activates another bomb somewhere else, and that'll just go off. So it's like, do you risk other people? It's the train. What do you mean? Do you, do you pull the lever and kill the one person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You... Yeah, but you're the person. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So it's that. But you don't know who's on the other track. Exactly. Yeah, it could be like... It could be a car bomb in the trunk of your car just to be a dick. Like, I don't know. It could be anything. That would have been funny. They didn't do that. They're not as funny as me. Mm. Not intentionally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's his whole scheme. It's a little bit sore style. Yeah, but as the episode continues, Sophie and Julie Pennyworth, who came back, they end up following leads to reveal the locations getting blown up are covering more tracks regarding Lucius Fox's murder. Like, there's like a elusive bribe angle going on, but the bank it came from is one of the blown up locations to get rid of some paper trail. You know what I mean? Like, it's all involved, which is why I mean, like, you're doing a weekly villain, but continuing your arc, your whole plotline. Why didn't they do it every episode? I don't know. Guess they didn't feel like it that day. I didn't think about it. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the detonator turns out to not be the original one, but only knows things about the case that Crow or GCPD would have information about. The show doesn't hide it very well, though. When a dirty crop, when a dirty cop in Crow's suspicion started, you know, like maybe the episode before this one, they introduced one Crow guy who had like lines and shit. So it's that dude. No fucking shit, you idiot. Like, 
Yeah, there isn't much of a whodunit if they give you a single fucking suspect, is it? Mm. So, you had you have Jacob and Sophie. They're your crow. She had husband, but she kissed a girl in high school, so husband gone, just two. And then they're like, oh man, something shady is going down at Crow. Add a third guy, and he's like, I'm here too. And it's like, well, fucking look at him. And guess what? It was that guy. No, oh, I thought we already knew that. Right, okay. No, they, they haven't announced it yet, but like, Kaya, I'm going to take two slices of bread, put a slice of cheese in it. And then I'm going to present something to you and you have no idea what it's going to be. Is it a really shitty cheese sandwich? How the fuck did she figure it out? She put all the pieces together. Whoa. Jesus Christ. This fucking show, man. I'm so mad. Where's the cheese between the slices or on top? Is this a real question? It's DLC. Is it toasted? Damn it, the special features are gone. Yeah. The special features is the butter and the toasting. So, while that stuff is haphazardly going on, we also have Alice and Kate's plotlines too, because Alice is, hers is simple, because she's in Arkham, mm. getting electroshock treatment, featuring her and Kate hanging out. That's how the episode started, with them, like, kicking back, playing Mortal Kombat together. Um, just for the record, Kate is a uh, Cassie Cage main, which does not surprise me, and Alice is Katana. I did not expect to see my buggy babe Devora cameoing in this fucking shit heap, but there you go. That was cool. Um, yeah, but that's a hallucination just being electrocuted. I don't think electroshock therapy looks like that anymore. But I'm curious. It's still a thing. I'd Google to check if it still is around, but yeah, it is. There you go. They, they've proven that it's shit, though. Every single mental health uh, fix-it or solution doesn't work, and they're all bad. <laughs> Let's be that's realistic. No, that's not true. Lobotomies are bad. Electroshock's bad. Those orgasm machines from the 30s, they're fine. <laughs> they don't help, but they're fine. There is also medication, like antidepressants. Yeah, but they make, you, they make your dick not work and stuff. That's not proven for all of them. Mm. And you've never been on ones who you can't question it. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's no fucking... <laughs> they don't have the best solutions right now. There's no vaccine for brains. I mean... <laughs> So, Mouse ends up killing and replacing a guard, wearing his face and such. But Alice decides, you know, they should just hang out at the asylum. Remember this, okay? This is important. She decides they should just hang out and just, like, you know, sow the seeds and infiltrate this asylum. You know, because no one's after them while they're in there. There's a good place to build a following. You have a safe hideout, three meals a day. You can accomplish more later. (laughs) That's kind of what she's aiming at, okay? Which makes sense, because, what is it called? The Cult of Criminal? There's, there's, Alice runs a fucking cult in the books. So that's where we feel like it's going to go. Okay? Mentally write that down. Yes, like some sort of cult asylum. Jot that down for you. So that's what, you know, that's going to be cool. Um, and then we've got Kate, who fights a dude in a stairwell. It's the bluest thing ever lit. But it is cool. She, um, she knocks out the goon, but then has a PTSD moment thinking she killed someone. And he ends up, you know... She, she ends up taking stress leave from being Batwoman and just wallows in it for a week or so. How do you feel about that, Kyle? You're a trained military ops woman. Fuck all that. I didn't even think about that. It's in, like, you're wearing the bat suit, but you're sad. You're just going to quit? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. You know, the problems we have with that. Her getting PTSD is supposed to add some realism and shit 
a few episodes ago, she helped several versions of Superman stop the end of the multiverse. Like, are we, we're going to do realism? <laughs> she hung out with, like, three, four Kryptonians and killed Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, while doing that, she killed fucking Kevin Conroy, by the way, and felt nothing. But, you know, and she felt it about August. She, and you know the worst part? When she killed Bruce Wayne, when she killed August, she wasn't Batwoman. She was Kate. She was in civilians. So shouldn't she be ditching her her human identity and spending more time in the suit to get away from this guilt? Yes. Wouldn't that fucking work that way? Like when when Bruce was framed for murder back in two thousand and two in the comics, um, like he abandons Bruce because at this point Bruce Wayne is a liability and not helping Bruce the war on crime. That's no, not even that. It's like it's just super inconvenient. I'm just gonna be Batman now. Fuck this. It's not working anymore. Whereas Kate's like, I'm just going to sit on this couch and drink. <sighs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even women. Christopher Nolan, Batman, did that too. Nah, he fucked off to Paris. No, no, before that, remember the chick dies in Dark Knight and then he's just like, chilling. Oh yeah, he becomes a hermit in the thing and then Catwoman breaks in. And- he's sad because yeah. someone died. Bitch, his whole motivation is that someone died. If anything, he should be batman in harder to prevent this shit again. Mm. It's like they didn't even... They don't get the origin when that's what's happening, you know? Mm. Part of Batman's mythology, part of the whole Bat family's mythology, is the prevention of these things happening. And when Kate Kane goes out of her way to murder someone and gets sad about it and quits being Batwoman, doesn't make any sense. Alright, so Luke is getting over her dicking around, of course. Um, she isn't going to the bat signal or returning calls. He witnessed the murder of a dude framed for his dad's murder, and August is quote unquote still missing. Sorry, St. Rose. In her absence, other women are stepping up to try and be the bat and getting hurt while doing it. This absolute queen, I didn't get her name because she didn't really have one in the episode. She shows up injured to Mary's clinic in like a Batwoman cosplay because she was trying to do the right fucking thing, Kate. Um, and, you know, that place gets evacuated when one of the detonators' bombs is in whatever is above the clinic, whatever whatever the actual building is. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, they're, they're all escaping. Um, Mary won't leave her patients who can't get out safely once they can't walk, once they're bedridden, yada, yada. Captain goes down with the ship. Yeah. Fake Batwoman comes back to help them. Aww. That's nice, her. Mm, right? <laughs> yeah, putting others before herself. She's the real fucking Batwoman as far as I'm concerned. When Kate shows up, Mary gives her a heap of shit about it too. She knows that she's Batman. About Batwoman, sorry. And knows that she's struggling, but you got to put others first. got to push through that shit and serve the Bat symbol. Kind of like what we've been saying the whole time watching this. Hmm. Isn't that something? But yeah, good on the... Fake Batwoman. Yeah. Good work. She was literally risking her... No, she was risking her life to help others. That's not the bare minimum. That's the standard. That's the point. Mm. Whereas I... I meant bare minimum as a Batwoman. Ah, Meanwhile, Kate's like, I don't want to break... I don't want to, like, awkwardly stop my ex-girlfriend from being murdered because I'll look silly. You fucking cockhead. That's fine. The main conclusion of this episode is Batwoman getting the crow uh, guy, who was the new detonator. Remember how I said it's clearly the cheese sandwich man? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's the new detonator, and she drags him, like, to the bomb that's in the Wayne Tower parking lot. Okay. Just sits him next to it. It's like, you can defuse it, or you can explode, I guess. Which is fair enough. Um, then Luke shows up with a gun, because this is the guy that actually killed Lucius Fox. So he mad. Um, Batwoman says something with her mouth, but there's no audio, so I don't know what the go is there. The editing was a little bit lackluster. This point, the editors have given up. Yeah. Which is so funny, because Luke's, like, having this, like, big emotional, like, great acting moment, and she, like, her audio just doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have any audio, she's just, like, sock puppeting. Fuck her, man, doesn't matter. So, yeah, he questions this guy. He was the one who killed Lucius Fox, paid for by Tommy Elliott to get Lucius Fox's journal. Which, I imagine, would have a lot of blueprints and evidence about who Batman would be. Oh, yes. That's not an, that doesn't end up being why it's a valuable asset. But you but would think, Lucian right? Lucian knows. He, he's the R&D for fucking Batman. He's, he's an important boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, things get heated, and uh, obviously Lucius got killed. Luke wants to kill this man, but Cater's like, nah, dude, don't do it. You'll get, like... PTSDs. Yeah, you'll get weird red vision, and you'll have to pull off your cow more than usual, which will annoy the viewers, and you'll be sad and uninteresting. Don't do it. <laughs> So, so they save the guy. You have to carry this entire show because I've already let it down. <laughs> I've already dropped the ball so many times. Um, yeah, they save the guy and lock down the car park so the bomb goes off safely. Um, after Luke cheers Kate up by saying Batman killed someone once as well. He killed the Joker in this version. Am I, mean... I, and my brain went immediately to killing Joke and considered the theory that, you know, that, that one didn't quite piece together, but... If you read Killing Joke a certain way, you can be under the impression that both don't make it out the end. Mm. Which, I, I like that way of using it, but obviously Oracle wouldn't exist if that's how it's treated. Look, it, it's a it's a Elseworlds book at this point, I guess, right? They just I kept the Killing Joke part. Yeah. It's, it's weird, huh? It sold well enough that they wanted to make some of it canon, so like the... Pick and choose. Yeah. This sentence counts, next sentence no count. Look, if Joker's dead, and we don't know where Batman is, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is a toss-up. So, now. I don't know if I'm just getting stronger. Sorry, actually, we know mm. that Batman killed his own parents, according to Gotham. Fucking, Matches Malone is Batman, okay? <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you again. Alright. No. Why haven't we got no. a live-action movie matches Malone? Like, he's so fun. I fucking love him. 30-year-old Batman killed 8-year-old Batman's parents. Hey, Robin killed Batman's parents. I remember. Exactly. Time travel is... <laughs> the time thing. travel scenes in Teen Titans Go the movies fucking rule. <laughs> they killed baby... Stanley. No, they killed baby... Oh, I mean, they did. That was his last film role, I think, right? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> cool. Um, no, but remember they put the plastic six-pack on baby Aquaman? Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay. So, I showed you this. So, you told me I wasn't insane. But I wasn't sure if I was just getting better at watching this. But the next episode might have been my favourite one of the season. It mostly focuses on Tommy Elliott and, uh, and the Lucius Fox Journal. So, it's pretty focused. Like, it has... A, a storyline. Well, every every other piece of the show's puzzle are all following this one thing. 
So it's much more streamlined and better designed than every other episode. And it kicks off on such a high note, this episode. Um, It begins with Batwoman breaking up an organ black market deal. And you know how I know it's one of the best this show has given me? Because I had to go and re-watch the Daredevil scene. Mm, Like the the hallway hallway. scene. Obviously, yes, the Daredevil hallway scene is still some of the best out there. But the fact that it even came to mind is what... You know, that's, that's that, something. That became, like, the blue light in the sky for a while. Mm. Everyone was trying to do that one camera shot, like, sweeping thing after Daredevil did it. Mm. But the fact that Batwoman gave me something that, like, brought Daredevil to mind at all is, like, yeah. huge. Batwoman sort of, like, zips over this deal into the fog and darkness, and all the thugs go silent. One gets torn into the shadows... Like any good bat fight, one needs to be grappled away, them's the rules. And then it starts, man, and she just pummels these guys, and it's all a single shot. And credit to the cameraman, who smoothly crawled through the back seat of a fucking car to do it. Head slamming through the glass and shit around him, it's great. These Some moments are slowed down, kind of like, I think, Wonder Woman or Justice League. One of them did it. That's the Arkham Asylum takedown. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'll credit Mal Jin, who I'm pretty sure is the Batwoman stunt double, I'm pretty sure. Uh, best performance of the show. Best Batwoman. Got that down. Yeah, she rocked those guys. It was so good. Um, I found out after the fact, but I went back and checked. Unless I... No, it's in my notes a little later, sorry. I apologize. We'll come back to that. I fucking hope. Uh, Yeah, I did. Okay, cool, cool. Alright, just making sure my script has everything to offer. But yeah, that I showed you that scene. Yeah, it was good. Even on like that shitty pirate, because I was too lazy to put the disc back in. Yeah. But like, comparatively, yeah, it went the fuck off. It was great. Yeah, and after that, the episode's all about the journal. Tommy got it after Lucius died, but hid it away somewhere. Never using it, and that's a mystery. You know? Oh, that's stupid. You killed the dude for it. Mm, we'll get to that. Again, like, well-written reason, not goofy, stupid, Jacob's just not in prison anymore reasons, you know? Mm. Have faith in this one. Okay. I don't, but okay. No, this is the one time. I'm giving you permission to feel. It's one time. So, yeah, Kate goes and visits him in Arkham and asks about it. And I like in prison that he calls her Candy Cane, a reminder that this is still somehow stemming from the allergy comic. It was her nickname in boot camp. Because mm-hmm. it was Sophie Give Me More and uh, Kate Candy Cane. Those, they were their bodies. Meanwhile, Julie and Sophie are hunting. They're going through um, Tommy Elliott's storage, looking for this journal. Judging by the busty women. They were judging, like, they were, they were boob shaming um, the busty women on the covers of his comic collection. And while they're judging him for that, I judge him for bagging, boarding, and then just chucking them into a pile on a shelf. Like, fucking, you went almost all the way. Just get a fucking long box, you dick. You have money. You can afford a cardboard box. Asshole. Um, so, now, because Alice and Mouse have their infiltration thing going on, Alice hears about this journal that Kate wants, and now she wants it too, because, you know, Kate wants it. It must be good. Yeah. Um, so Tommy tells her it's proof that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And Alice, everyone in the room's like, oh, 
I mean, everyone knows that Kate is Batwoman. Because she doesn't that's tell the them. Cousin. Mm. She, she, it's because she barely doesn't tell anyone. Um, I would put two and two together, but I'm very smart, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, and Alice says she will get him out of Arkham for its location. Mm. Okay. But he can't go out because he's got a wanted felon, you know. And finally, she says she can take care of that too. And Tommy Elliot has his face removed and is wrapped in bandages. Hush! That's right. Fucking nice. Okay, so he calls up a mobster named Sabatino. Um, Matches Malone? No, no. Uh, nah. Sabatino, who's played by one of the guys from one of the CSI shows my mum used to watch, so I recognised him. Um, but what the names like sprang up in my mind really hard because that is the husband of Peyton Riley. Oh. Such a shame they didn't utilize her in this show. Do you want them to, though? In a better world, I wanted the guy who made this episode to do the whole thing and utilize her. We're doing Hush, we're doing Sabatino. We're doing, like, a female prioritizing series. You want a female ventriloquist? Why not? It's weird that they didn't. Kate did for a little while. What are you talking about? Oh, she, <laughs> she, was, no, she was doing the opposite. You, her mouth was moving, no noise was coming out. She's she's the bizarre of Alright, so, um, that was cool. It was, it was cool that, like, they used him. It's, it's, not, it's not your standard mobsters. You know, you normally got your Falcones and your Boss Maronis and your what have you. Um, yeah, he called this dude because the journal is stored in this guy's nightclub safe. Because he owns the property. Um, but Luke records the call um, that, that that guy was making because, you know, they asked him about a journal and within half an hour he made a phone call about it, so of course you'd track it. Um, so the team goes undercover to this club to get it first. Uh, Regan, do you remember her? The bartender for Tommy Elliott? Sure. No, you don't, man. Um, she isn't the one from the comics anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, she's there. Um... Yep, she, the chick who bartended for Tommy Elliot is near the start of the show. She's bartending here now. Uh, Tom, uh, Julie and Kate go there as well. Mary is not because you know it's dangerous. You're not allowed to go on adventures with everyone quite yet. Um, Julie cuts the power and is probably captured. Kate quick changes into Batwoman, um, gets to the office and finds the journal and then is also captured. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny because like, it's just sitting on the desk. Because the guy's got it out ready for Tommy. Um, and she goes to pick it up and then kind of gets, like, trip-wired away. Mm. Um, but that fed into my theory about, like, what's in the journal. Maybe the guy writing this episode thought the same thing I thought, which is that it has the gadgets Everything. in it. Yeah. So I kind of assume she got grappled. Mm. But I can't fault this episode for thinking that, because I fucking thought that. We'll get into it. So while that's happening, Sabatino sees that this journal is worth so much to everyone around, apparently, and decides to keep it himself, maybe auction it off. I mean, smart. Mm-hmm. Alice had a plan, though, because she also released Magpie in return for stealing it as well. Shiny. And then it plays Dance Monkey by Tones and I, and I remember how much I fucking hate that song. <laughs> so Batwoman is being auctioned off. And I kind of wish they had a few more villain cameos, but at least the dude who was running that human body farm at the start of the episode was there. He's one of the people auctioning. So I thought that was cool. And so is Mary. So she talked Luke into helping save the day 
And she kind of does. Like, her suitcase full of money. It's got, like, explosives in it. So, that's pretty cool. Um, Batwoman gets free. Um, some asses get beat. Julie kills anyone who knows that she left the spy agency six months ago for deception reasons. Mm, interesting. Um, and we get another great fight with Batwoman and Magpie. It's all great stuff. After that, Mary is promoted to quote-unquote associate. Oh, that's nice. Well, they're still using the, I'm doing real estate, but I don't buy or sell property thing. So she, so after she said to that, it's like, well, can I be one of your real estate associates? Mm. You know, she's like, yeah, sure. Um, cool. Um, Kate has some sex with Reagan and wakes up to find Reagan gone and she stole the journal and left in the morning. Because instead of being a cop like in the comics, she is Magpie's sister here. She hands the journal over to Magpie, and I laugh at this poor extra who almost walks into the screen Stennis Sage and just kind of awkwardly turns. I showed you him, remember that guy? Can you describe him any good? Because I, it's hard to word for me. He, he's walking, like, around the shot, but realises that... He's heading, like, directly to the camera. through the camera. And so he just kind of, like... Without stopping to give him credit, just starts like there's like a slow bend in tracking. <laughs> he's walking in a capital success. C shape. Yeah, look. he's he's running away from an alligator. Oh, I love that. It made me laugh. Um, that's funny. Magpie goes her separate ways, and the twist reveal is that Lucius Fox was the Zodiac killer. No, not really. But the journal is completely impenetrably coded. Of course. It is Lucian Fox. Yeah. So do I recommend this show? Absolutely fucking not. Is this episode the standout and maybe worth your time? Yeah. Just the one. Um, and because it has a previously on Batwoman, you can you can probably just show up to it and leave promptly afterwards. So, alright. I was on a high point after that episode. I was feeling good. Um, you know, I had a week of, of normal my actual job to mull things over and I was feeling alright maybe the last episode was a turning point you know maybe the budget and quality control had really been saved for a big finale because we're nearly done but then as episode 19 begins you know I still had that hope you know it begins with Hush and he's got proper and excellent live action Hush it's not just mummy bandages he looks like Hush like they've he's wearing like a mask like as far as practical effects go it's, it's a mask that's shaped like bandages and it is like dead perfect he's wearing the big floofy coat he's got the two pistols um they're silenced in this but it's still very reminiscent of the last page of batman one uh, 618 uh the best-selling single issue of the original hush story arc that inspired dc to bring back jason todd trivia for you um he then oh, kicked did dc let you write him out they killed him off because no one fucking liked him but the issue that quote-unquote brings him back from the dead was the best-selling one, and people, and they were like, maybe people wanted to come back from the dead. Let's punch reality so hard he falls out, and then later do Lazarus, because that was a smarter idea. First one. Um, so he kidnaps an old guy and tells him to hush, you know, and that's pretty cool. But he shot down a few um, library customers. What are, what are people visiting a library called? Humans. I don't think they're customers. I don't know how it works. It doesn't matter. Patrons. Look, he shot a couple of them, and when he stops at this old guy, there's these two extras reading, like, right behind him, like, this chair away from me, and they don't turn around or react or anything, and I'm like, that's just weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
let's see here. Um, yeah, he's not invisible. It's weird that those extras didn't turn around. Um, and yeah, he's using silences, you know, and I get on TV and film that they make the cool noise, but you know, surely you look up at all this madness. Um, Mythbusters proof silences are not like that. Yeah. If you recall. So, um, yeah, what he's doing is kidnapping decoders, people who are good at breaking code, you know, for Alice to solve the Lucius Fox Journal so Alice can learn how to kill Batman and, by doing so, kill Kate Kane, a mortal civilian. Because once she can do that, she promises to give him a face so he can leave. And then I go to discover, because this is obviously, like, a broken plot because, like, I need to find a way to kill Batwoman. Just... Put her in a lake. Also, you had the railgun. Yeah, she disarmed it because she didn't want to kill Kate. So, I then go back and discover that episode 18, You Believe in Me, I Believe in You, was directed by a sub-in director named James Bradford. It was his only episode. Mm -hmm. I then settle in as my hope slowly gets away like I'm trying to hold smoke. Um, yeah. So that guy did an episode of this. He did an episode of Supergirl. He's a stunt coordinator for DC for the most part, but, like, I guess when the director calls in sick, he's like, yeah, I'll bang it out. And just, like, proceeds to beat the piss out of them as far as quality goes. <laughs> Wonderful, man. Um, done great. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't even, like, his job. He's just helping out. But he does better than everyone. Uh-huh. I'm just going to have a drink. Maybe, maybe he's a um, comic fan. Maybe. I don't know. But when I, upon realising that it wasn't going to get that good again, I was a little bit sad. <laughs> so the dude they kidnapped can't read the Zodiac Killer ramblings in the journal immediately. So the impatient Alice electrocutes him. Uh, like Dr. Ardmore in the first Child's Play movie. You know, because he's in the electroshock helmet. Mouse suggests... Um, just killing KK in fuck's sake, what are you doing? Um... Because, you know, acting like the Batsuit makes her an invincible god is fucking dumb. Hush just wants a new face so he can leave. And I still love him in this. Like, he's, he's overreacting a bit, but it's understandable here. Like, I feel like he might be putting on some, like... You gotta play with the crazies. Yeah, I'm, I, he's probably putting on some, like, arrogant fucking attitude when he's dealing with Batman in the comics. Like, he might be doing it on purpose. And, like, if the woman keeping my new face hostage was this fucking annoying and stupid, I'd be a little bit hair-pullingly agitated as well. I'd be freaking out. Because goddamn if I'd have to spend time with this fucking woman. So. Oh, yeah. Especially if my abilities at surgery were retcon, so I couldn't just make my own. Like I normally would. Okay. So, after Kate gets suspicious of Julie and is a total asshole to Luke, we skip over another kidnapping to get to the third decoder, who is a different kind of code monkey. It's that, um, the chick who used the dog bit emoji. Remember her? Oh, Bulldog. No, it's a terrier. I just... But the one who was allowed to be freed because she was, you know, having trouble being gay. Yeah, she set the train to smash. Yeah, yeah. So, she's being kidnapped, and Batwoman is saving her by learning the root hush takes because I learned something watching this. I never want to survive a heart attack, Kyle. Okay. Not, Not even a chance. No, sir. Don't want it. Okay. So, one of the other people that were kidnapped to do the decoding stuff had a pacemaker. And they track his location like a GPS. I laughed and thought, that's fucking dumb. But it turns out that, yes, pacemakers track you, and I hate that. Yeah, because what if it breaks? 
I don't know, man. You can take it in and get it serviced. I don't know. That's it's creepy to me that it's just a monitoring system that also does some heart stuff. Yeah, it monitors your heart. Nah, it it's like a nah. It's gross. It's gross to me. I don't like that it follows you around like that. It doesn't follow you. It's in you. No, I don't trust him anymore. So I don't want one. So the bad woman rocks up, like you know, she's following the path and stops Hush's van. Whoops! And he jumps out and just starts firing his gun. It's a cool visual. Completely ruined. Immediately. Because, like, he springs out of the car and is already firing, like, because he's a competent villain. Mm. But, but then it cuts to Batwoman, a completely incompetent hero. <laughs> and she's bulletproof, as, we've keep, as we keep learning. Kevlar. I don't even know. I think it's stronger than Kevlar. It's bullshit. Because, you know, they need a whole journal to figure out how to just shoot her. Um, <laughs> it cuts to her, and the bullets are only hitting the handlebar of the bike. Exclusively. Nice. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Yeah, in a show that sometimes thinks Batwoman is invincible, just to have some little bullet spark off her would be fine, for fuck's sake. So she saves um, the, the hacking girl, and they go back to the Batcave to solve the case while Luke is out considering quitting because Kate's fucking shit. While still solving the mystery about Julie and working out that she was working for a character named Sophia Sohail, which perked my ears up because, you know, it's about time she got mentioned. She was a pirate leader of sorts in the Rebirth comic of Batwoman who lived on an island named Coriana. Okay? It was hinted at because someone from that island threatened Alice like midway through the season and it just hasn't come up again since. Um, and it doesn't really come up again either, so... Don't worry about it. I think it's a season two thing. Maybe. So Luke and Julie get kidnapped next so he can solve his dad's code. He's, he can probably figure it out. Um, he does, uh, but won't give up the secrets. And, you know, he won't give up the secrets and damn Gotham to a future without a bat. Because mm. he fucking believes in the thing. You know, we're all here. We understand that. Good on those two because Julie agrees with him. Mm. Yeah. Mary solves it too. Using dumb glasses Lucius, Lucius had in his box of stuff that just automatically translates the code when you look at it. Well, that's helpful. It is. It's, it's cheating. Um, so Batwoman takes the glasses straight to Alice to trade for Luke and Julie. Which, after Luke saying the secrets of the Bat should die with them, really, like, really shows off how Kate Kane is the worst character in the show. It was cool seeing her get into Arkham Asylum and use detective mode again, but... They really can't make you like her, can they? They don't fucking try. But that's what I mean. Like, they've, they've just decided... Not I just... I love how, like... Like, almost every episode she does a thing and another character has to be like, but that ain't right, dude. Like... Oh, God damn it. Remember when the hacking chick... In her first episode, mm. when Alice is like, you have to take off your cow and show her who you are so she can post about it. And she's like, okay, I'll do that. And the villain who, like tried to do a terrorist attack on a train. He's like, no, don't... What? Don't do that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, it was cool seeing her get into Arkham Asylum. She used detective mode, like, verbatim, so that was cool. Um, but it wasn't a pull off a cool rescue. It was to give her nauseating sister cheat code glasses for a book. That's in the room. She could have taken it. How hard is it to beat up... You're bulletproof. How hard is it to beat up, like, three people and take the journal? Hush had guns, pointed them at the hostages, though. 
I'm sure there's a way around it. But, like, I feel like she didn't try to think of one either. So, after she leaves with Luke and Julia, a guard sees her and locks the asylum down. Alice forgets her idea and decides, alright, let's just leave the asylum. Remember the whole reason they're there? Being in the cult. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so she forgets about all that stuff, you know, having a safe haven and build an army and just opens all the cells. A riot breaks out and we don't see if Luke and Julie escape, I don't know. We just see Batwoman pummel the patients and we get a few more cool slow motion fights like from last episode. But I did laugh when I saw like a bunch of prisoners beating the shit out of a guard and just one of them is hitting him with a pillow. (laughs) It's like, oh, he's pillow fighting. He doesn't, he doesn't. He's not aware of the seriousness of what's going on. He's fine. I mean, they are mental patients. Yeah, that one is. Specifically. Good for him, he's funny. Um, yep, yeah, Jacob... Sh- this is the best part of the episode, okay? Okay. So the asylum's rioting. Batwoman's slow motion beating the shit out of people. One guy's pillow fighting in the middle of a knife fight. Jacob shows up with Crow. Okay? And he says, lock down the asylum and don't let up until we find the bat. It cuts to the next day. And Kate and Luke are friends again, and we have Batwoman go to the bat signal. Okay? Like, there's nothing in between those shots. I'm not even kidding. Thank you, Pop. You keep staring blankly at me like I have an explanation. A, I don't, and B, it's bad audio for a podcast. <laughs> I know, but I know. I just, I love that he appeared. No way he's like, on this. He's like, I'm breaking, I'm stopping the Batwoman, I'm doing it right now, and then just cuts to the next day and everyone's home safe, and it's like, I guess he didn't. <laughs> so yeah, um, Jacob, remember- They th- must have filmed stuff and then just cut it out. I have no idea what the go was. I don't understand the because show. Because the they have, like, failed audio. <laughs> proves that I just think they were banging else. it out and didn't really care. I just don't think it mattered to them. No, I've, de- I've decided. Alright, so. I want you to We've pay- only seen half of Batwoman. I want you to take note of this, okay? We have Batwoman go to the bat signal. Mm-hmm. Jacob is the one who turned it on. He's the one who's there. Right. Okay. And he tells her, literally, he tells her to get out. I assume he means of Gotham. It's like, really, dude? Get out? That's how you... Alright. He continues to suck. And we also learned that he might, he also, he might have also been a nightmare to work with behind the scenes. We saw in that YouTube video. He might have sucked behind the scenes and on the screen. However, she might have as well. I, I've got a feeling. It's, it's a whole lot of he said, she said. I feel, uh, they're probably both nightmares. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I want you to remember that he went to the bat signal. Mm-hmm. Someone who should technically have jurisdiction compared to some of the other people that use it. Mm. But he was the last, most recent one to use it. Right. That's important. Okay. Okay. So, the show is so negative inside now, but guess what? They sold, because they've got the journal and the glasses, they worked it out. Mm-hmm. The secret key to stopping Batman. Mm-hmm. Take a guess. To anything. No, no, it is the it is like one of the dumbest things you could possibly have made it. I don't, I don't know. Kryptonite. Thoughts? Matches Malone didn't kill <laughs> Batman's parents. 
She has kryptonite in her fucking pocket. She got it from Supergirl in that crisis event. It's not her person's. She's also not fucking Superman. I don't know how they... Or Kryptonian. I don't know who's writing this, but they just Googled what is, like, the DC comic character's weakness, and the answer popped up as Kryptonite. says, okay, that. Go on. They forgot that he's not Superman. So, here we... carries Kryptonite on him at all times, in case Superman goes weird. They read Hush. for Like, they would have, because they referenced it, like, three or four times. Remember when Poison Ivy, right at the start of that, Poison Ivy gets control over Superman? Mm-hmm. And Batman just pulls out a kryptonite ring because it's in his pocket just in case at all times and beats the shit out of him with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They read that part. Mm-hmm. They don't take notes like I do, apparently. Alright, we're at the big finale, Kaya. This is it. We fucking did it. The nightmare is ending. There's light at the tunnel. I'm about to be... It's a train. We're all about to die. No, I'm about to be freed from a prison of my own design because I chose to do this. But I had one final fight, and that is episode 20. The big finale for season one of Batwoman. It began with what I thought was to be uh, the beginning of a series of Arkham escapees causing chaos after that last episode's prison break. Uh, It turns out to just be a single guy. Only one got out, apparently. Um, a footballer named, uh, he had a, he had a first name, but people just call him Titan because that's his last name, who mid-game killed a referee he disagreed with. Alright, so he's on a train killing people with some sweet machetes, okay, when Jacob shows up with a shotgun, gets overpowered, and Kate Kane shows up to pick up the shotgun, doesn't use it either. How many canes does it take to shoot a single lethal threat? Uh, more than two of <laughs> So, um, Kate tells Mary... Uh, despite Crow being after Batwoman, she has to continue. You know, she's trying to prove Batwoman to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary thinks that trying to impress her dad is a bad idea. Um, Mary is truly smarter than Kate, but so is, like, Fungus. So, whatever. It's strikingly weird to me that a show with season arcs is choosing to conclude with a villain of the week. But, you know, we've also got main baddie Alice, who's hiding in the sewer with her buds. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Remember she left the, pr- the asylum for reasons? Effectively tangent in here, we will see that Hush um, has a much nicer face. Um, oh, he wants a nicer face um, than the one Alice offered him. And she says, yeah, okay, I'll build you something fresher and we'll continue researching kryptonite. And Mouse sees her just going fucking nowhere and he, he quits. I'm fucking tired of this. He's not doing anything. We had a good in the asylum and we had a chance to leave and we're literally just sitting in sewage runoff. While you read a journal, even though you already know the kryptonite's the answer. You, you, you suck. You suck to be around, you fucking shit. I want to leave. Okay. Okay. He has a point. Mm-hmm. They are brother-sister kind of, not dating. So I don't know if it's technically a breakup. But he does have agency. So good for him. Um, he... And then he starts, like, they have a little, like, thing. They, like, burn their Alice in Wonderland book together and... Have their little moment. And then he starts to bleed from the nose. He thinks Alice poisoned him, but I'm pretty sure he's just dying of cringe. At any rate, pour one out for Mouse, I guess. Alice would rather lose him than lose him. I kind of thought... of it, Like, I didn't think, necessarily, because I know she was in the trailer for Season 3. Remember, because she's teaming up with Batwoman in Season 3? No, I've tried to avoid this, like, the play. We watched the trailer and we were laughing. It's like, why is she hanging out with this villain? <laughs> Um, 
obviously she's in it, so this isn't how it was going to go down. But if I was finishing this season, I kind of would see Kate and Alice doing their stupid fucking run around every day and night. I would, I would have Alice do like a big finale thing with the asylum patients. You fucking tried to set it up. You may as well do it. Mm. Have them do their thing. Kate gets the upper hand, chooses to not use it. Mouse would kill Alice and break the cycle. That's how I would have played it off because he's sort of been hating on it for a couple episodes. Mm. That's how I would have played it off, but that ain't how. Oh, I don't know. I just I feel like there was better ways of doing things. There's always better ways of doing things, like not starting. Yep. So back to the Titan guy and all of his stuff. I'm um, not the cool Arkham game Titan, but the football player. Batwoman questions his brother, who, despite testifying in the case, defends his brother's actions because footballers have brain damage. That's right. Batwoman is choosing to go out with the moral of American football's the real villain here, everybody. Okay. Bit fucking of left field, bit out of pocket compared to everything else, but whatever. So Titan shows up and kills his brother. And there was a moment that gave me whiplash. So... We have, it doesn't really pop up in my notes a lot, but we have established that Batwoman is stupid invincible in this suit. Yeah. Okay? She pulls out her grapple gun, and Titan swings his machete, cutting it in half completely. So, are you telling me the suit is stronger than a fucking Hulkbuster Iron Man suit, but the grapple gun's made out of, like, wet clay? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this show. Anyway, again, <laughs> invincible suit. More powerful than the Hulkbuster for that reason. Yeah. Um, he just kind of like throws her down some stairs and it crack and she her ribs get cracked. That shouldn't work. She's fucking bulletproof, man. Uh, and yeah, she he should kill- be like a little scorpion. He kills a brother. So after after we see that, Jacob does a TV interview in front of the stadium. This is happening in, and I got mad. <laughs> like I was already mad because everything I've seen so far. But he says he will bring down the Batwoman and the people who aid her, abet her, and who so much as turn on the Batlight. So him. A, Bat-Signal. Show some fucking respect, okay? B, who was the last person to use the Batlight, you colossal fucking mooncalf, you dickhead? Yeah, him. You are right, Kaya. Because I noticed that immediately. That was that the previous episode. We saw that. Does Jacob... Jacob doesn't know who Beth is. He doesn't know who Kate is. Does he know who Jacob is? Jacob doesn't know who Jacob is. Jacob is lost inside <laughs> his own machinations. Oh, Jacob. Yeah, I was... I, like, threw my pen up in the air. I was like, are you kidding me with this shit? <laughs> the show doesn't watch the episodes before it. A boat started, Kai. You can fucking relax. <laughs> So, I thought it was Jacob. Yeah, I also was I was googling like words for idiot in in the, the, the thesaurus, and I found mooncalf, and I love that. I'm gonna keep using that. Don't, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, dumb dumb as a sack of shit. This guy. I'm gonna arrest anyone that uses the bat signal. I don't know. It has his fingerprints on it at the time he said that. For Gotham, it seems pretty smart. It's revealed Titan can't feel pain anymore because of the brain injuries. Because football's evil, man. So he has kick-ass powers. Okay. Have you seen kick-ass? No. So he gets hit by a car and, like, all of his nerves get 
that, that's yeah when he comes out of surgery he can't feel pain anymore okay that's what's going on here Batwoman wants to team up with Crow and Jacob and he agrees to team up and fight just the single muscly man because <laughs> neither of them can handle it by themselves if I find Batwoman I'm gonna arrest her boy I hope Kate After didn't I work with her boy I hope Kate didn't misjudge someone this time picture the surprised Pikachu meme when you know because you know you know you know the I know yes good because fuck me right hmm. so because they put the coach that lied about Titan's brain injuries in the middle of the stadium as bait Batwoman fights uh, the Titan guy and then they all shoot him and then her a bunch she's invincible though so she just leaves upset that her dad was actually not going to take her side doesn't know it's her either, by the way. It's still Batwoman. She didn't turn on the news. She didn't see. After the main events of the episode, again, just Batwoman and Crow fight in a big, muscly footballer the whole time. We get the set set up for season two. Jacob sees the flattened desert eagle bullet that wasn't tough enough to hurt Batwoman and says, we're going to need bigger bullets. Which can't be that hard. If you're ever passing Omaha outdoors, you can get a bigger handgun. Or again, just use like a grenade or something. Um, yeah, I went and, like, found a bigger handgun just to prove how fucking simpleton this guy is. So I can just Google it. <sighs> Costs about the same as the first appearance of Batwoman in roughly a 2.0 GCG. <laughs> Which he should read to work out who Batwoman is. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Titan, like, she can't be shot by a gun, but, like, a dude threw her down, like, two flights of stairs, and she's, like... <laughs> She's completely fucked out. Ketamine. Yeah, she did have horse tranquilizer earlier. That's funny. Alright, back to Alice to reveal that she gave Hush a nicer face. The face of a handsome billionaire. The face of Bruce Wayne. That's on brand. That's something. I'll give him that. Um, I'm getting closer. Mostly to go and steal the only fragment of kryptonite on Earth, which is in Wayne Tower. But as we conclude the season, I realise. Michael's... Here we go. This is my big... um. My big I'm done speech. Okay. So if you want to edit in some like music, some patriotic music or something, whatever. No problem, I've got it. Oh, actually, because you know, because of Alice. If you want to take all that really old Disney music at the start of Alice in Wonderland, it's all like dead people choirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to put that in it. Okay. It'll it'll drain out the boat sound. No problem. How bad is it picking up? No idea. Because I can hear it through both ears. Okay, as I conclude season one of Batwoman, I realise that Rachel Scarsden's character isn't Alice. I am. I I started this thinking I was going to follow the bat signal in the night sky, but I was following a white rabbit into a topsy-turvy world full of fun experiences, like seeing Batwoman beat down thugs and wonderful characters like Luke and Mary, and yet many confusing moments that my normal little mind was not ready for. Like how Batman's one weakness was kryptonite. Or how Kate canonically murdered a different timeline's Bruce Wayne and forgot about it. Much like Alice, everything has spun out uncontrollably and my adventure through this bullshit is finally at an apex. Now it's time for me to wake up. Because if you remember Alice in Wonderland's ending, it turns out it was all a dream. Or maybe just a nightmare. Hacky 1865 authors. All in all... I would rec- would I recommend CW's Batwoman? <laughs> Fucking not even remotely. God damn it, no. Would I recommend the comics that this show cherry picked its characters roster from and read, you know, and reading them deeper than just their wiki summaries? Yes, of course I would. They used good characters. They just didn't utilize anything. 
Besides Batwoman and Hush, it, like, between Batwoman, Hush, even Vesper fucking Fairchild, there is so much out there. So many better ways to spend 13 and a half hours of your time. I'm kind of surprised it was only 13. It felt like days. But that about brings us to the end of our time with season one of Batwoman. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Um, how about you, Kai? How do you have any thoughts? I feel like a prisoner in my own home. At least it's over. We did it. I didn't even do anything. Just hearing about it infuriated you, right? I don't think my eye will ever recover. It's very twitchy. Yeah, it's been a it's been a whole thing. This has definitely been the hardest topic we've ever done. You ever mention season two? I'm gonna stab you. I ain't even gonna pretend I'm gonna do another season of this fucking thing. I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's dead. Can't believe it made it two more seasons after this. I only had like a seven hundred thousand viewership at the end of this season. Like it was already less than half of how it started. Mm. Ridiculous. And that's still too many people. Um. Yeah, that one episode was fun, but like, not worth it. Yeah, it was, I was gonna say it wasn't worth getting. One out to of it. twenty is not okay. The bad average, man. That's a fail. It's a five percent. It's not even an E. That's an E minus. I would have liked the ba- like the premise is great. Like Batwoman's a fucking really good character to use, but they kind of some of it they couldn't have done. Because, like, all of New 52, all the sequel story arc from the Allergy book is the New 52 one, starting with Hydrology, which begins with her, like, because she has an affiliation with the Monster Men and the Cult of Criminals. She's picked up by DEO, Department of Extraordinary Ordeals. I forget. I forget what it stands for. But it's ran by that skeleton man with the suit. And... Obviously, that would have been a good way to do it. You do the allergy stuff, you have a great time, boss fight with Alice, great. Move on to this. This would be your main arc, because you would just be put on assignments, dealing with, um, what's that Spanish ghost that had a movie recently? La Lorna? I don't know, I remember watching the two boys talk about it. Yeah, like, she had to go against that and stuff. Like, she went and did, like, supernatural stuff. It was great, good time. But they've already burnt that premise because they put Supergirl in the DEO. Yeah. No, her sister. Yeah, but she's just affiliated the whole time. That's, that's It'd be weird to do that again. Like, I get why they didn't, but... It's a Martian's in it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's replacing, I don't know, fucking Dr. Bones. I don't know. <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah, there's a good way of doing it, and I'm afraid that this is definitely cementing her in, like, Green Lantern... And Chris O'Donnell Robin territory where they are never going to risk touching the character again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Batgirl's in there now too. Do you have any characters that you're like, oh, it sucks that they're not going to try that again? Off the top of your noggin? Mm. Mr. Freeze is definitely in that list. I don't think they'd risk fucking <laughs> trying that again. Or Poison Ivy too. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no, no, I think she's free now because of how popular she is in the Harley Quinn animated series. But, but she had to restart. She had to, she had to go back to, like, streaming cartoons to go back yeah. up to movie status. Are there any Disney ones like that where you're like, oh, they're, they're just going to leave that for dead. They're never going to try that again. Someone's 
<laughs> That's a good answer. The thing they should be doing shitty CGI live action remakes is Atlantis and Treasure Planet, but because they sabotaged those movies to avoid animating anymore, they have bad sales. I do and they like probably it. won't be brave enough to pick them up again now because they killed those movies. But that said, they are trying to bring back Tiana. Is it out of a place of like enjoyment or out of a place of just ticking a certain box? Or because is it out of a place of covering something else up? Oh, yeah, cause she's going over the top of the um, Splash Mountain, right? Which is Song of the South. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's Which right. Which gets me in trouble because they won't put a date on it. Are they just saying they're going to do it and just aren't doing it? Oh, no, do you not know the reason why Song of the South is, like, cut out of everything? No, I know, the rabbit sees two guys covered in tar and gets furious because he thinks they're black. No. Yeah, so, I mean, that's in there. It, it is... <laughs> The main reason why Song of the South mm. can't, like, exist is because Disney refuses to say what date that film is set in. So the relationships within the film are unclear. Right, so it takes place during slave times. We, but don't, they don't... Know. we don't know. Yeah, they don't. It could or it couldn't. We don't know. And yeah. because we don't know, we can't use it. It takes place in 2031. So... They're putting Tiana over the top of it. That's fine. She was cool. She was animated, so props for that. But they fucked up Princess and the Frog. Because it's the last hand-drawn animation. That's what I'm saying. It's good. It's good because it was a hand-drawn animation. But that's the thing. They didn't want to do it anymore, so they made that film not as popular as... Or tried to do the same thing they did with Atlantis and... And Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. They didn't advertise those. But it didn't work Mm. because representation. Yeah. It sure would be cool if, like, people in Hollywood, like, liked telling stories and weren't just, like... Money-grubbing? Hacky, money-grubbing pieces of shit. Fuck them. Okay. I, just, I watched so much Batwoman this month, so I don't I don't trust anyone who makes films. They're all evil. Unless you make, like, a funny YouTube video. I'm in for that. That's what I'm talking about. Alright, well, on that note... From the I'm Earth I have risen, from the Earth I shall one day return. Are you ready for a homework question? I already answered one of the stuff. No, that wasn't a homework question. The homework question is, what is something you find great amongst something bad? You might have, like, a terrible movie that you hate, but you know that there's, like, one bit in it where you're like, hmm, that was cool. Is there a moment in Man of Steel that was good? I don't fucking remember. Probably not. (laughs) Was there any moments in Suicide Squad, the first one, where you're like, oh, yeah. Katana. Right? She was pretty great. She gave a tearful goodbye to her husband stuck in a sword, but they didn't take any time to appreciate that or care or even explain that. <laughs> yeah, she was cool in that. Good work, though. Um, my answer is um, Batman's speech to Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. Because I've written... That, ri- that, that film's great. Yeah, it's, it's great for the wrong reasons, though. You know no, what I mean? No, that film is a masterpiece. It's funny. It's there has funny. never been a bad, better Batman film... To date. I think the Lego Batman movie makes people appreciate Batman and Robin more because it's like, oh yeah, this is a dumb parody of what it's supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. But the thing about it is, look, I've written it all down and I want you to pinpoint the parts of this that have never been used in another Batman in live action. Mm-hmm. Vengeance isn't power. Anyone can take a life. But to give life, 
That's true power, a power you once had. So I'm asking you, Victor Freeze, help me save another life. Show me how to cure McGregor Syndrome Stage 1. And maybe you can also save the life of the man your wife, wife once loved. He's still inside you, Victor, buried deep beneath the snow. Will you help me, Doctor? What 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 about that is missing from every other Batman version? Empathy. Intelligence. <laughs> the empathy and it not being about vengeance, it's about protecting lives. That's the He doesn't even use that's kind his of, mother as leverage. It's just this movie is is nothing but childish goofs. And frankly it's fun because of that. We enjoy it personally, but I know that it's not the good Batman movies. I get that. But very few Batman have valued and protected life quite like George Clooney's Batman. And also the music in the Joel Schumacher ones are still maybe my favourite. That are just using a Nirvana song. They actually have like a whole thing. I like that song. I hold to these being the best Batman films because a Batman in that reality makes sense. Yeah, because everyone's doing something like it. We're all having a good time here. That's the Dark Knight trilogy doesn't make sense. Because that wouldn't happen. No, it doesn't make sense because they they take him to the fucking snow village and the League of Shadows are like, now you have to do your final test, you have to kill this man. And he says, I will never kill. And then he blows up the building with all the caged prisoners in it. What a fucking retard. <laughs> it did, but that's the thing. It doesn't suit the universe that they created. I just... I. I'm a big fan of Batman Ego, which is just about how much that sort of stuff matters to Batman. I'm a big fan of Kingdom Come. The second that that story arc has its falling out, he he converts Wayne Manor into a hospital. But that's who Batman is. That's fucking right, Kai. That is who Batman is. That's what I'm Not a lot of the other ones in movies do it. That's what I'm saying. That bit in that silly, goofy movie, is like, oh, damn, they actually understood something about the character that a lot of people miss. Yeah. Do you have any other examples like that? Of Batman being a good guy? No, just, like, a, a good moment in, like, something that's, you know, kind of shit. Mm, probably, but not off the top of my head. Okay. I should I should preempt with these final questions. Yeah, I need, I need to know the minute <laughs> Oh, well, you answered the other one about characters that they're not going to use with you. I did. Good stuff. And I guess that brings us to the end, huh? We did it. Uh, of course, thank you for listening. It's been... If you're still here, you're, you're, you're a stud, man. You're a champion. You're a good kid. Because um, you fought the good fight with us. If, if you're still here, can you go back and listen to the first episode? Because it's weird that more people listen to the second one than the first one. It might be my fault I listened to the second episode. Well, apparently four people listen to episode one and eight people listen to episode well, one. Well, I only, I only did it the one time. <laughs> so that accounts for five. All right. Five mystery men, five stories being told. I have been your host, Toby DePola. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and give a thanks to producer Kaya for putting it together. I've been here. Now I'm leaving. Uh huh. Good night. Yep. Class dismissed. <laughs>